Welcome back to another edition of Lauer After Hours Presents Cinema. It's a podcast series where we talk about movies that are rated 6.9 stars on IMDb or 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, and we establish if it's worth it. Join tonight, I got uh, Pow out there in Southern California. How you doing, big guy? I'm very excited. I'm very excited to talk about uh, the movie that we got tonight, Pig. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Nicolas Cage, so you know, this is not your grandfather's babe, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty pretty excited to talk about this. Yeah, this, this one, uh, man, when I first saw the trailer for this one, I thought it was going to be... Like a, like a horror movie, right? Because that, that first trailer came out and I could have swore it was just some sort of low budget, classic Nicolas Cage horror film. You know, he's just doing it for for the money. But no, this this one uh, did not play out like that at all. So, yeah, I thought we were at a, uh, to be honest. So I, I have written down a couple questions here throughout my notes and a lot of some of them are like, kind of questioning like, oh, is this going to be this type of movie? So the very first thing I wrote down was, is this Pig John Wick? Pig Wick. And yeah, Pig Wick. There we go. Or John Pig. Um, I was trying to think, you know, either or. Uh, but Pig Wick does probably work the best. But, you know, it wasn't really exactly Pig Wick. It, it, it wasn't that at all. And then, uh, you know, I also questioned, is this Pig Taken? Is this Pig Fight Club? Oh, we I've I've got some notes on that. Let's get into this one here. So Pig from 2021 on Rotten Tomatoes is critically acclaimed. It is off the charts here. Uh the critics have rated this one a 97% uh, out of 246 reviews and an 84% audience score with over 250 verified ratings on IMDb, there is going to be a little clarification here. When we decided to do this movie and when we started watching it, it was a 6.9 stars on IMDb, which qualifies you for a cinema. As I pull up the notes tonight, either the bots have jumped it up or just word of mouth has shot this up because it is now uh, 7.0 stars uh, out of 10 with just over 50,000 ratings on IMDb. Interesting that the the contrast between the two on on both of the rating sites, but yes, when when we did decide to do this, like you said, on the spreadsheet, that was a six point nine baby, and we can't go against the spreadsheet. Yeah, ne- never never go against the spread. It knows all. It does know all. Spread and beep. This movie was directed by Michael Sarnowski, and Mister Sarnowski is known for directing Pig. Uh, he was a director for Fight Night Legacy, and he is the director of the upcoming A Quiet Place Part 3, scheduled for 2023. This movie mm. stars Nicolas Cage, the the great, the, the timeless Nicolas Cage. You know him from Face Off, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, uh, and Next. National uh, Treasures 1 and 2. Correct. Uh, this movie also stars Alex Wolf. You'll know him from Hereditary, uh, Patriots Day, and Old in 2021. You also have Adam Arkin in this one. You know him from Get Shorty, A Serious Man, Ethan Zobel uh, on the Sands of Anarchy show, and uh, the other FX uh, amazing show, Justified, just all over the FX uh, dramas there. 
This one also stars Cassandra Violet. You know her from uh, Medieval. Uh, basically, all these are from the music department. Uh, so I, I think that she kind of just got this as her, her foyer in her her foyer her, her entrance into uh, into acting. This is her only acting credit. Uh, music department on Medieval, Girl on the Edge, and she was a composer for L.A. Hustle. Wow, that I was quite the resume. Yeah. So I was trying to find a budget for this film, and it was not that easy to find. Uh, it is an estimated budget of $4 million. And as of the recording of this, it has gross worldwide $3.76 million. So a little bit of a little bit of a flop, but I, I think it's just because this one really didn't get a big buzz, right? And it should have, because it's a good movie. Well, we'll... We'll, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, to, yeah. We'll, we'll decide we'll that at the end. Uh, this has a runtime of one hour and thirty two minutes, which is ninety two minutes Canadian. I love that joke. Sure. I love that joke. Uh, taglines for pig. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. Hmm. Yeah, and my my favorite. Who has my pig? I loved every time he asked. Yeah, where's my pig? So we are going to open up here and man, just another, another movie with an overhead drone shot, all of the eighties and nineties movies that we've done that have had this opening drone shot have been most likely just a helicopter. But this one I think is an actual drone shot and I'll defer here to, uh, to our local photographer, uh, Mr. Powell. Can we oh, confirm I- that this is a drone shot? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Drone shot. You're going to have that beautiful white shot coming in. Can I just say, that I absolutely love the opening after having after having to watch Hunger Games Mockingjay parts one and two <laughs> and see all of that goddamn rubble. It's so nice to just see a man, his pig, and the woods. You know, loved the opening. You know, as they're hunting down some truffle. But yeah, that was a drone shot that we had going yeah. on there in the beginning. So we get Nicolas Cage looking. Looking rough, looking absolutely haggard, um, just completely unkempt, looking like Tom Hanks in Castaway after mm-hmm. he's been on the island for at least 10 or 15 years. Uh, he's digging in some dirt, takes a handful of dirt with his knife and shoves it right in his mouth, tastes it, tasting the soil, the uh, the terra firma, as it were. Yeah, I, ha- I literally have the notes, love a rugged cage, and also free-based that soil. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a rugged cage, uh, but this is definitely a, a rusted cage. Oh, yeah. So right now, at this point, I think it's important that we, we pay attention to him, this rustic cage, because we don't know the last time he showered. It, it that's looks gonna like be, it's been a while. And that's going to be very important going forward. Correct. Uh, we uh, we open up here on a river. Uh, it's part one, rustic, rustic mushroom tart. Uh, we have the pig just kind of searching here, snorting and grunting away. Um, not a lot of dialogue here uh, to to start this one off. Um, just a Khmer girl, smell this one. Huge trouble. I I, I thought this was just a, a giant piece of crap that was uh, that he pulled hmm. out of the dirt here. The nope. I also it, have it, free. I also have free base that truffle. Yeah, yeah. free base the both. Yeah. And uh, 
we get to Nicolas Cage in some sort of cabin and he he's making something out of it, it looks like a, a nice little pasta he's trying to make. He starts to cook it all here by uh by hand by campfire, eating outside the cabin, and uh he starts feeding the pig, and then we go to uh old Long John's here, uh falling asleep, and we then get to uh, a mirror played by uh, Alex Wolf pulling up in a, in a Camaro, uh, loud music pumping through Mr. Wolf here, looking, looking dapper, looking very Miami vice here with mm-hmm. his uh, shirt and, and glasses and, uh, and suit jacket here, his little sport coat. He's given uh, Nicholas Cage here, some canned goods and Nicholas Cage then sells him some, uh, some truffles here. And it turns out that he is just a, a lowly truffle farmer living in the, the the Oregon the Oregonian woods, yeah. And then this is when we, um, I also, you know, I mentioned the shower earlier. This is when we first get his hygiene first gets brought up because Amir asks it mentions you know you could get I could get you a propane shower out here. Yeah, and that's when he goes inside, and that's when I wrote I wrote my questions. So I wrote down my notes in purple pen, but I wrote my questions down in orange pen. And this is where we have my first question. What do you think Nick Cage smells like? Like at this moment in the movie, what do we think he smells like? Can't be good, right? No, it's it's like, gotta that's be some foul. Like this is like like Amir's Amir is definitely like every time he's come up there, it's getting stronger and stronger. And this is the this is when he's finally just like he's kind of probably mentioned thrown out some hints before, but this is the very first time he's like, you know, you know, real nice shower up here for you. <laughs> well, and he probably doesn't have access to running water other than the, the river. Right. So when's the last time he, you know, brushed his teeth, you know, we, we don't know anything about that dental hygiene. Mm-mm. We can just assume that it's going to be just as bad as everything else. Right. Oh Yeah, definitely. So now we cut to Nicholas cage, putting some batteries in some 1980s boom box and pulls out a tape that says for Robin, uh, and we don't necessarily know who Robin is at this point. Puts the tape in. We hear a woman's voice, and he immediately stops the tape. Um, looking very, very downtrodden. Um, starts talking to the pig, and now we go to to bed again. Uh, this is this the first time. This is the first time he spoke in the movie, right? For for Nicholas Cage, this is the first dialogue we get from him is is for the pig. Because I was trying to think why I had this written down in my notes, and I think this is exactly why because. He says something to the pig, like "stop it" or something. But I wrote down "pig therapist." So I'm thinking. I was think. I think the uh, like the pig was like you know, having him confront some some hard truths, and he just wasn't ready for it yet. Well, yeah. I mean, his his first few lines are are to the pig. You know, come here, girl. Smell this. Um, you know, go go find it. That that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He he definitely did say that. I was I was thinking like real dialogue, like any. This like for me, this is when he actually was saying, you know, I felt like we were getting something more from him other than just some simple, some simple words. Well, no, I mean, he he does start talking to uh, to Amir about uh, no, I I don't want the shower. No, I don't want you to give me a phone. If if I die out here, then I die out here. And yeah, it, it is what it is, basically. So now it's it's nighttime again. They're going to bed. We hear some coyotes off in the distance. The the pig is very. Uh, unsettled. It's, it's very nervous. And he says, you know, just, just quiet down, go to sleep. It's just a coyote. You'll be fine. Uh, And we see some lights off in the distance. We hear a car coming and boom, someone busts into the, uh, the cabin here, knocks the hell 
out of Nicolas Cage, basically robbing him blind of of the one thing that he loved in life, and it's this pig. And we, Aaron Judge straight to the head. Yeah. Yeah. Just boom. Yeah. Home run. Knocked out of the park. Yeah. Grand salami. Exactly. That comes from a pig, right? Yeah. Let's just assume it does. Yeah. I'm going to say it does. For the purposes of this joke, yes, Grand Salami does come from a pig. Uh, <laughs> and this is where we have my second question, Beep. Is this pig taken? Meaning, is this like the Liam Neeson's version of pig? Well, we see a camera shot here from under the bed, which in Taken, he says, get out of the bed. And mm-hmm. that's where they take her from. So, yeah, I, I can absolutely see the uh, the correlation there. Yeah, so I, and I'm wondering, like, well, at this point, I'm still thinking, okay, like, now for, for or this is my thought process at this point in the movie is just like, he is about to start kicking ass. Like, you know, he's gonna, here we go, we're about to get him, like, he's about to come out of retirement for some kind of whooping ass ceremony, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. He's pissed, too. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, really, like I said, the, the one thing that he loved in life, this pig, is, is gone. He, now sees nothing more that I can do except for kill everyone. That's exactly. that's what I thought was going on mm-hmm. for sure. Same here. Same here. So now we cut to him taking the tarp off of this old rusted, you know, 1970s F-150, maybe after like he, a Studebaker or something like that. After he unglued himself off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. His, his face is completely stuck to the floor, just covered in blood. Uh, his hair is completely matted. His beard is just caked in his blood um, driving down the road and uh, truck dies uh, completely stalls out. Engine is done. So he's uh, starts getting in the Chevrolet legs, getting the, getting the feet pumping here, walking down the highway. And he gets to this, uh, this diner and says, I need to talk to Marge. <laughs> okay. That's that, that, that's pretty good. No, uh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> a little bit like Jess Mitch cup check, but it, 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 it was, it was still serviceable. It's, it's almost there. Limit, completely limited fake. Um, the waitress at the, uh, can, the I try, counter, can I try my hand at it? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Let me center myself. I need to talk to Marge. Close. Very, very close. And, I and a little more, I needed a little more Mitch cup check from you. Like you did sprinkled in there just a teeny bit, but yeah. I had to think about what it would be like if I lived in the woods for 15 years and hadn't showered in at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum. And, and my pig was just stolen. So, and I just got the, the shit kicked out of me. The waitress says Marge hasn't been here for 10 years. She died 10 years ago. And uh, he asked to use the phone. She gives him the phone and he calls Amir to come pick him up. And <laughs> I, I love this scene here when he's picking uh, when he's picking Nicolas Cage up. Uh, he puts this towel down on the seats of his Camaro, so Nicholas is so Nick Cage's you know stench wouldn't get into his his fine leather mm-hmm. leather seats. <laughs> I, I I just love that part. Yeah. So they're driving down the road in the uh, in the Camaro, and he says, uh, "Well, we're we're going to go somewhere to find my pig." Um, we're, we're going to go talk to somebody that may know something about, about this pig and they go to a rival truffle dealer. Yeah. That, that weird truffle farm going on. Yeah. And, and then she, yeah. she's upset that Amir's even showing up at all. Yeah. Some sort of weird truffle commune. Uh, she is absolutely pissed. And you know, this, this lady here, she, 
she killed it. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot remember her name. For no, the she was she was so she was badass when she was like nobody touched my shit. I was like, oh hell yeah, you let it be known. And I, honestly, I kept thinking the whole time when they were leaving. I was like, I wonder if anybody's touched it. I was like, probably not. She, I wouldn't have touched it. She, no. she scared the hell out of me. She was so intimidating, and I was just like, oh my god, she's terrifying. They they chose a really good like, and she owned like you said owned that role for such a small role that it was. Yeah, uh, the actress's name is Gretchen Corbett, and she is known for The Rockford Files, a TV show from 1974 to 1978, Otherworld in 1985, and the show Magnum P.I. Classics. No. Classics, all, all of them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she's also known for uh, for Portlandia, uh, filmed right there in Portland, and it turns out that she is actually from Portland, Oregon. So, uh-huh. yeah, a little local flavor there. Maybe that's why she was chosen for this role. Oh, yeah. Local yeah, casting calls. Yeah. Especially with, with the limited budget that this movie has. They're, they're not going to get, you know, a uh, an Ellen Burstyn coming in for this, uh, this role. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Mac leads, uh, leads Nick and Amir to this camper, this uh, RV, where a couple of uh, meth heads are... Uh, sitting there talking about the uh, the pig, and you know they they didn't know about it, and turns out that they were actually the ones that that stole the pig. They stole it for a very very rich guy in a black car, fancy car. What, isn't that what they called it? Like a fancy shiny car, waxy? No, they called it waxy. Waxy. Wa- oh, waxy black waxy. car. Waxy yeah. black car. That's right. And Amir kind of has an idea of of what may have happened, so they are going to go into. Uh, into the city, into Portland. Um, so they, they, they start taking the long trip here from the, uh, the, the backwoods uh, outside of Portland, Oregon and start heading. Hesitantly. Actually, he didn't, he didn't want to go into the city where he does his business. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't want to shit where he eats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I have some pig facts for us here. Beep that I had tracked down on the interwebs. Ooh, I and love one of facts. One of these facts here is, you know, we've been speaking about showering, and you just mentioned shit where you eat. So one thing I, I read was that, that pigs are very clean. They're the, like some of the cleanest animals, and that they won't shit where they eat. Um, even as piglets, they, they will, you know, get up in the middle of the night to go relieve themselves elsewhere because they don't shit where they eat or sleep. They're very, very clean. So the dirtiest one in that cabin these 10, 15 years has been Nicolas Cage all along. All along. So that's not surprising. One of, one of one of the few pig facts that I have. We'll get to some other. I'll sprinkle some other magic. As you know, we what, go just along. I I want you to break in with you know no hesitation at all and just give me another pact. All right, no problem. Yeah, you want so, you want just yeah. I'll just we'll keep it going. And we'll, just and we'll just get them just in here. Blow, and there. Just blow me off and and get right in there. So now we're driving through downtown Portland, and he says uh, we're we're gonna go somewhere where I can find. You know my uh, my my pig, or we're gonna go talk to somebody that knows where my pig is. Uh, give me ten bucks. And <laughs> Amir is thinking, oh come on, yeah, you, yeah, you're just gonna take me for ten bucks, and and we're not gonna see each other again. So he goes, and he finds this guy named Edgar, which uh, was that remember- Ed- was that Edgar, or was that a guy that was gonna was that Finn, and that was gonna lead him to Edgar? Uh, there th- was like there there was like a couple a couple levels up that he had to to go to get to where he ended up in the, by the end of the movie. And I think this might've been the guy called no, like Finn or Finway. It might've been there. 
No, I so, think he had to, he has to go to that Fight Club to get to Edgar. So Finway is, and we'll we'll, we'll get to Finway uh, later on. But this one, oh, did is, I cross him? Is it Edgar then Finway? Not correct. Finway, yeah. Then Edgar. Uh, you know, this one may just be uh, listed as drunk man. Hmm. I think this one is. So just he's neither he's neither Edgar or Finway. Do you nope. know? Do you even know who he is? You used to be somebody. No, so this this is absolutely Edgar. Um, okay, this is played by Darius Pierce, um, and yeah, he he gives him some information about uh, where he might be able to find something about something. So we're 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 just kind of going down this little rabbit hole, little uh, scavenger hunt to try and find this uh, find this pig, and this guy is telling uh, Amir, "Do you even know who this guy is?" You know, he's uh, he was the best. And now no one even knows about him. And now we get to the, uh, the back of this restaurant and he kind of bribes this dishwasher or, or, or bus boy to get into this restaurant through the back door because he knows that there's some sort of secret cave to get to hotel Portland, uh, which is actually, uh, underneath an old hotel or no, we're, we're going to hotel Portland, which is underneath this yeah. restaurant through some like b- b- caves and backwater. He gets in an argument with Amir at this point, and one of the greatest lines in the movie is uttered, where he gets really fucking pissed off at Amir before before they go to into this cave, and he and he just shouts at him, "I don't fuck my pig." Yes, I thought that was such a good line. Sorry, I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing so hard just how he put such good acting into and in, in emphasis into certain lines that he had in this movie, and I thought that was one of the finest ones. I don't fuck my pig. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't Mm-mm. well at, at least at least we've seen you know we, yeah, we've only seen you know one day or t- two days with him and this pig god knows what the previous 15 15 years were like yeah L- lonely times lonely times a lot of sundays in there a lot yep. of sundays lots of them too many so now we get underneath uh, underneath a restaurant into this underground cavern, and we just open up on this chef just beating the holy hell out of this guy. Whistle Edgar whistles here, and basically this is some sort of underground fight club for yeah. restaurant workers that has apparently have, been going on for for years. I have an orange here, pig fight club. Yeah. That's one of my one of my many questions, uh, but continue because I I do have notes on on Nicholas Cage's contri- contribution here. Yeah, so Nicholas Cage uh, goes up to the the bookmaker, lays down the money, and writes his name for next up on the list, and we get to see his name for the very first time. It is Robin Feld. Yeah, and, and I, was it was it Robin Feld or just Ro- I thought he just put Robin. Yep, no, Ro- Robin Feld. Okay. Yep. So and we, this we, is what. Then, then he steps in. Yep. So he he steps into this. Uh, he steps into the ring. Uh, everyone starts laying down their money on the ground, taking uh, taking bets, and this uh, waiter just unleashes hell. And Cage can take a punch. This man's got a jaw. I put that. I have that ex- same note. I have that same thing. I put can certainly take a punch, and I put like Rocky. I don't know if you heard. Um, sorry, I have a helicopter going overhead right now, and I don't know if it's being picked up on my mic. 
Oh, yeah. There's probably some... I live next to the 210 freeway here in California, so there's probably some kind of police chase happening. It happens all the time. Um, anyways, so I put... Yeah, can certainly take a punch like Rocky. Um, I put... He's definitely got CTE because this isn't the first time he's done this. It's, it's the first time he's done this in a while, but it's not the first time he's ever done this. And holy hell, did he get lit up. And that guy was putting everything into it into the point where it got personal somehow. Like he just, he, they had to pull him off and he still wanted to keep going. Still going after the bell. He earns all the respect of, uh, of Edgar, even after he's, he's sitting here taking this hellacious beating, uh, bell rings. He, he basically gets the money and Edgar hands him this note with a little bit more information on where to find the pig. And this mm-hmm. leads us to talking about uh, about Fenway. Uh, we get to a uh, cutscene here, part two. I had, put, I, had put, sorry, I had one last question, and it was just all this for a pig. Like, he got the holy shit kicked out of him. And I was like, this seems like it's a little bit much. At this point, I was like, this is like, all like man, this, all this for a pig. But he loves this pig, you know? So we'll continue here. But uh, yeah, so... Open up into the morning. You said he has French toast. And here's why I have the note that he still has not showered. And I also put Jake Gyllenhaal because doesn't shower. They don't, oh. these, these are human beings who don't. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, I, did, I did not. I did oh, not that was that It one. was on, Twi- on Twitter. He was one of the first celebrities to come out to say that he just openly doesn't believe in showering. He just, he'll do it every once in a while, but he is someone who doesn't shower. And then Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher said. That, that, one, I, that one I heard about. I heard about, about Kutcher and, uh, and Mila there. Uh, and their kids apparently as well, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, disgusting. We could have had another tagline to this movie, and and it's something like, "How far would you go for the one you love?" Exactly. I mean, that one that could have fit for this entire thing. It, but you know what? It would have given away too much. Maybe, possibly, potentially, because it, but it doesn't. We, we thought this. We thought this was a different movie when it started out, and it just it becomes something else. But who has my he pig? Is blood, he is bloody as. He is just He's bloodied He's as beat. hell. His jaw is probably broken. Definitely swollen to the point now where he's he has the voice, but he's talking out of the side of his mouth like this now. Yeah. He is just he's been rocked and still has not showered. Not showered, still matted with blood, even more blood now than he was when he got beat up by the uh, by the meth tweakers. Uh, so we get to a a cutscene here. We are on part two, and it says Mom's French toast and deconstructed scallops. So basically, these are little, little, little chapter notes here. We wake up here in, it looks like Amir's apartment. Um, Amir's made some breakfast for the two of them, and uh, it's uh, it's French toast. Setting off the alarm, Nicolas Cage wakes up. He hands him the note that he got from Edgar the, the previous night, and it's uh, direction or it's telling him to go to Finway's, Finway's restaurant. And he asks him, do you, do you know the place? You know, get us a reservation for uh, for lunch today. And apparently this is one of those type of restaurants that it's, you know, impossible just to get like a same-day reservation. And so Amir has to do some kind of back-channel dealing to um, – to try and secure this, this reservation. So he goes to one of the, uh, the butchers that he typically sells these, uh, truffles to. But before this, this is one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing. When he's looking at himself in the mirror, trying to pump himself up to, to go out and, and secure these truffle sales. <laughs> I just absolutely love this scene. I, I also was a little freaked out. Cause I think after that scene, um, is when he walks into that backyard and talks to that kid. Uh, that's, that, that that's coming up. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is after that. Okay, man. When we get there, I have I have notes about that. Perfect. Uh, I I've got a couple of notes too. So Amir is talking here to the uh, to the butcher that he sells these truffles to, and he says, "Hey, man, you know you you've still got the hookup at, uh, at at Fenway's, right? You you got the ends. You can you can set me up. You can hook. Try basically trying to be cool. Total douching it. And he says, you know, just talk to talk to the guy." I'll give you half price off the truffles. Um, now we cut to Nicholas Cage walking down the street. We talked, uh, we t- just talked about this. Now he's walking down the street and he is basically at the house that he used to live in before he moved to the, uh, to the middle of the woods. Um, lack, a lot of lack of security here. You, you would think, you know, this is 2021. Yeah. There's no ring camera. There's no, you know, n- Google nest cam, something like that. And he just mm-hmm. walks around the side of the house. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched this movie, I hope you're you're getting a good picture for him. So what I actually had him described as is kind of like a bloody penguin, like uh, like the penguin from um from the the Batman movies from the eighties, Danny yeah. DeVito style. Yep. So that that's the kind that's the color that his shirt looks his long because he's wearing like long like a coat over his long johns. It looks like with like pants over like his long johns as well. Yeah. And he's just all bloodied and disgusting <laughs> and dirty. And the question that I have here, I put a giant okay with okay. Imagine seeing this man in your backyard talking to your son cuz he walks up to this little boy who's in the backyard and beat mentioned there's no security. I would shit my pants seeing this just disgusting, grotesque, bloody ass man talking to my kid. Yeah. When when I first saw him walking down the street, the the long johns were basically flesh toned, right? And I thought mm-hmm. he, he, this man's just walking out here with no shirt and just a jacket, like the hell. Uh, and as as he gets a little closer, yeah, we we do see it as just his long johns, uh, sweaty, just grimy, blood Disgusting. stained, just nasty, right? Just filthy. Yeah, walks around the, to the backyard, uh, little little kid, maybe four, three or four years old. Cutest little little speech impediment ever. I I love when the kids can't say their ahs. I just mm-hmm. absolutely love same, that. Same here. Right. And uh, he's he's playing this little uh, this little hand drum, and he says, "Hey, uh, wh- what happened to the uh, the persimmon tree?" And my note on that persimmons is actually what golf clubs used to be made out of. Hmm. I did well, not know that. Little yeah. fun fact. That's my phone. Speaking of another little fun fact. You know, you mentioned a sweaty shirt that our, our good friend Nicolas Cage is wearing. Pigs actually don't sweat. Really? So, you know, the, the express like we have all these expressions about like a pig sty and like sweating like a pig, but pigs don't sweat. They act, the reason why they roll around in mud and water is because they do that to stay cool. And mud helps protect them from getting sunburn. Wow. There you go. Wow. What, what a note. Yeah. What a, what a note. Nice packs. Yeah. We, 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 we come prepared here for this movie. We we do Nicolas Cage justice, I hope. We uh we we certainly try. Uh, so now we are back back on the road here, back walking down the street with uh with uh, Robin Feld, and now we hear this kind of voiceover, this very ethereal music, and uh, t- 
tone talking about uh, this this lunch and uh, how how it's prepared and how it makes us feel connected to the earth. And my thought is, oh, what bullshit? We used to hear this all the time. So when my wife and I were planning for our, our wedding, uh, the wedding planner that we initially went with was basically this woman here, completely ethereal, talking about how we'd be connected to the, to the grass and to the roots. And this is where we're going to stand. And it's going to be very I, – I, I fucking lost it. I, I had had enough with this woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because this whole time I keep wondering like when is he gonna just start beating the shit out of people? Like this is happening. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like this is cool and all, but like literally at the back of my head, I even wrote it down. When is he gonna start kicking ass? Because I'm still thinking he's going to do so. I was waiting for it too the entire time. So now we see uh, this little smoky globe and this very very small morsel of food on a plate and picks it up these nasty grimy hands pick it up just pop it right in his mouth this plate was probably 50 or 60 dollars for maybe what an ounce and a half of food at least chris cody would be disgusted he's buying he's buying he's buying multiple side snacks on the way home because he just did not get anything to eat yeah there there is no way you could be satisfied after having an ounce and a half of food no Uh, he pop pops whatever this is in his mouth and says i want to talk to the chef so she's runs and go grab goes and grabs the chef and he's sitting here just finger fucking this food. <laughs> Basically he's digging his thumb and still just, hasn't showered. Still hasn't showered washed his hands. No. no. I doubt. I seriously doubt he's washed those hands. But this is also where we get uh, right right before they get seated at this restaurant is when we get the first mention of Amir's dad. Yeah, because his dad turns out to be this rival truffle dealer. Uh, to to Amir, he's like, "Hey man, don't don't cause any trouble." You know, my my dad, you know, he's he's a big time dealer, and you know, we're I, I don't want to you know kind of you know crossing his territory, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So chef comes out, and it is basically a guy that used to work for Robin Feld. We used to work for Nick Cage as a as a pasta chef. Uh, he worked for him for about two months, and this is where I have the note in all caps. He's a fucking chef this entire time. I guess the, the signs were definitely there, okay? Yeah. But this entire time, I had no fucking clue that he was a chef. None, none at all. And then I'm like, I'm like, so this, I was like, throughout this whole movie, everything that they have been mentioning, you have no idea who this guy is. He just used to be a really fucking great cook and a, just an awesome chef. But yeah, I have the notes. He's a fucking chef. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, that was quite, quite the reveal there. The chef sits down, they start talking, you know, who has my pig? And, you know, I, oh, I, I respect you to the utmost. And I, I kept on thinking, you keep on saying this word. I do not think you understand what it means. I also like him telling you, uh, just your pasta sucked. That's why I fired you. <laughs> like, no, I remembered you. Your pasta sucks so bad that I, that's why I, I fired your ass. I don't know if you remember me, but. Oh yeah. I, I remember you. You sucked a lot. Yeah. So they sit here uh, talking. Uh, chef brings him over a, a glass of wine from his private collection, and he keeps on saying, "I, I respect you to the utmost. I, I, I would never disrespect you." Cage starts talking to him about, you know, well, why, why did you get this restaurant? Why, why did you open this place up? This, this was never your dream. Your dream was to open up a pub, and mm-hmm. this is where my note from Fight Club comes in. This totally reminds me of that scene with Raymond K. Hessel. What did you want to be, Raymond K. Hessel? Do you want to die on your knees in the back of a convenience store? 
And it just kept on reminding me, you know, what, what did you want to be? He kind of, uh, breaks him down. Yeah. Break complete. Oh, that is such a great note there. So the, the chef here, I wrote down. thing is, is deconstructing food and, and deconstruction food. Well, Nicholas Cage deconstructed you, bruh. Yeah. We got more pig therapy. I put yeah. it down here. Even more. Therapy. Yeah, exactly. Therapy. Exactly. Oink, oink, motherfucker. And uh, this chef here is, he's completely torn down, uh, slams. This got to be a $60 glass of wine, just takes it down one drink. And this is actually where we get that line from from the taglines. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. And that, that's what he tells the chef here. The chef now says, you know, well, I, I know someone that may have had something to do with this. And it starts to dawn on Amir that it was his dad that basically was the guy behind the curtain that was uh, that was mm. pulling all the uh, all the bacon strings here. I put love a good twist. Love a I good twist. A, I thought it was a great twist. It caught me totally off guard. For I'm already trying to gather myself from finding out that he was a chef this whole time, and then they hit me with this. Yeah, good one. Uh, and th- this is this has got to be a point in the movie where you're really trying to reevaluate how you were thinking about this movie to begin with, right? You, you you mentioned before that it was basically John Wick for pigs, yeah, or or pig taken, but it was it it's not that. No, nothing, yeah. no, nothing. It's like not that. Pig Fight Club. I mean, we have a portion of Pig Fight Club, but it's not that either. So it's like hmm, and then now and I I do have one more movie reference that it could be uh, coming up here. So we get outside of the restaurant and Robin Feld, Nick Cage is just fuming. He is super, super pissed. And Amir is begging with him, you know, I, I you got to believe me. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't know what was going to happen. And Nick Cage just starts beating the shit out of this dude's Camaro, his prized possession, kicking the hell out of the door, <laughs> just going absolutely yeah. to town on this thing. Just not, yeah, not taking any prisoners with it. But all I could think while he's doing this is what... Fidway told him where he's like, I'm sorry, do you need medical attention? He's going to get gangrene. He's going to get an infection. The entire, at this point, I'm thinking like he has too many open wounds. Like he's just, something's going to get infected here. Yeah. There, there's definitely some sort of infection. Uh, that's actually in one of my later notes here uh, as well. So he's, he tells Amir, uh, you know, g- give me the address. Where is he? Amir you know, begrudgingly gives him the address for his uh, for his dad's house, and he starts just making it, making his way downtown, walking fast, walking fast, biking fast because he steals someone's bike right off their porch. <laughs> Pulls up to the house, and uh, Amir's dad sees him pulling up there from uh, from his balcony from his high horse, and now we cut to Amir at at a hospital talking to someone through the through the door, and we. It turns out that it's his mother that's in in this hospice care. Um, but earlier, a note that we missed was he gave something kind of personal about his life that um, his mother committed suicide. This was after they, you know, had this wonderful dinner. Uh, you know, they had a lot of troubles in in their marriage before, but the one good night that they had together was this amazing dinner that they could never stop talking about. And turns out it was prepared by. Chef Robin Feld. And that's how they were kind of interconnected. And now we cut to Amir at this hospice talking to what we can assume is his mother through the door. And nurse comes by, opens up the door, says, well, I got to change her uh, her trach. And 
mom's in a coma. So we know the, the, uh, the suicide was kind of a, a failure there, but we, it's that, that, that's gotta be so super tough on a, mm-hmm. on a mirror. Right. Yeah, definitely has to be. Yeah. At, at the same time, you could tell by this, this is, this is the parent that he could talk to that he could trust. And you can see the, the relationship that he has with his father isn't necessarily this. And it's not even close to it because I have later on coming up that Nicholas Cage is the pig father that he had always wanted because his father emotionally just wasn't there for him. And that's who his, uh, that, that was the parent that his mom was the emotionally available parent. Yeah. And even, even now in her coma, her, you know, her comatose state, she still is. Yeah. It's the only one that, that he can even say anything to really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now we are inside a, Amir's dad's house played by the, the wonderful Adam Arkin, such a, such, such a great actor. I, I, I love the stuff this guy's in. He played such an awful, awful character in, uh, in sons of anarchy. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember I, that. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Awful. The yeah. worst. They also brought him on as like the love interest in, uh, what is it? Like eight simple ways for dating my teenage daughter after, um, who's that actor that had passed away? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sorry for, for John Ritter. When John Ritter passed yeah. away on that show, they had brought him in after then too. Hmm. So he was on that show as well. How about that? Yeah. Um, so Nick Cage and Adam Arkin here are, are talking about the pig and he's like, yeah, so, so what, so what if I did steal it? I'll give you $15,000 to get out of here and never walk and never come in here again. Never, never talk to me again. $25,000, $25 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get this pig back. So sad. So heartbreaking. Yeah. And he just tells him like, we'll turn it into bacon. Yeah, if, if you try if it, to do anything to come after it. If like, you ever come here again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn into bacon and Nick Cage dejected leaves the house. And uh they're they're sitting outside the car uh with uh with a mirror and he gets his kind of flashlight or uh or lantern popping up above his head because he definitely doesn't have electricity. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, give me a pencil. And Amir just hands him his phone, you know, take a uh take a note. And the, the look Cage gives him is like, the fuck is this? What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Which is interesting because I wondered, like, he had the address for his dad's house and then just a fucking bike. And I'm like, how? In today's day and age, like, he didn't, like, go up. He, he even do MapQuest. Like, he, how, how did he just, okay, I know where this address is. Well, there, there's kind of a little future callback to how he was able to yeah, kind of gain that information. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he starts taking down this note and he's hands the phone back to Amir. He says, go get me everything on this list and we're going to get the pig back in a different way. And now we cut to uh, chapter three, part three, a bird, a bottle and a salted baguette. Now we cut to Amir heading out to this, uh, this mausoleum. And he says, Robin Feld sent me. And we get inside and we go to this, this wine collection that we can now assume belonged to Robin and his wife. And it's, it's a lot of expensive shit in here. Extensive, yeah. Yeah. Huge collection. And turns out that the caretaker of the mausoleum has a plot already set up for Robin, even though he didn't ask for one, which is kind kind of creepy, but sweet in the same, in the same sense. Right. Yeah. Really weird. I, I did put that, that I like that they were becoming friends, him and uh, Nick Cage. 
Yeah. Now we cut to Nick Cage in the back of a bakery and he's talking to what we can now assume is his old, you know, baker. And was it his old, I, I didn't know if they were related, maybe related somehow. No, I, I think this is just a woman that used to work for him. Now she's got her own, her own bake shop and he remembers that she made this amazing salted baguette and he, you know, just kind of gets, gets a couple of baguettes from her. And, uh, we now get to, Back how great in, is how how great is the line? You turned it into a bakery. Well, I'm a baker. Like I was like, well, brilliant. That, line. <laughs> that, that that's what bakers do, man. Yeah, that, yeah. A baker's dozen. Like what else? What else would she have turned it into? A print Nick. shop. Yeah, for real. Sorry, go back to the salted baguette. So now Amir and uh, and Robin are back at Amir's dad's house, and they're in the kitchen, and they're about to cook. I mean, I I can just assume that this may be like a like a duck l'orange, some uh, some sort of fancy mm-hmm. fancy duck dinner, and you know Nick is uh, showing Amir how to how to make this this uh, this fancy fancy feast. This fancy feast still hasn't showered. Still hasn't showered. Well, he's got his hands all up in this. He did, however, wash his hands before he started cooking this. I, okay. I did make a note of that. Uh, he, okay, he I, showed- I, that skipped me. But yeah. I did put down uh, my last movie reference, which is Pig Julia Childs. So, <laughs> Julia yeah, and Julia. What, yeah, there we go. So they're sitting here cooking this uh, cooking this dinner. Amir quietly goes to the uh, the office where his dad is uh, doing paperwork in silence, and he says, "Dad, come out here. I, I made you some dinner." Then he says, "We made you some dinner." His dad comes out, and Nick Cage. Serves out three plates like he's about to uh, give his his final dish on uh, on Chopped or or Top Chef or something like that. The presentation here is is out of this world. Yeah, it was really it was really set up very nicely. Yeah, the plating um, and everything. The the plating is there. A nice little uh, pairing of wine halfway through the dinner. Adam Arkin just uh, just kind of lose it. He breaks down, gets up from the table, leaves the room, says, "Get the hell out of here! Get out! Get out of here!" Get out of my row. And uh, Nick Cage says, no, I, I'm not. Just, you know, just give me my pig. And it turns out that the meth heads that stole the pig basically mishandled it during the uh, the pig napping. And uh, the, the pig died. And Adam Arkin feels super guilty about this whole thing. And Nick Cage just breaks down. You know, the, the love of his life is is dead. And it kind of brings back, you know, some some feelings of of when his life, Lori, passed away, and what sent him into seclusion in the first place. And Nick Cage says, you know, I remember every single dinner that I, every single dish that I cooked for someone. I remember every single person that I ever served. And this kind of explains how he was able to remember this entire city, the entire city of Portland, and how he's able mm-hmm. just to find the dad's house on on a bike with no MapQuest. So that kind of answers that question. There you go. So now we cut to driving in a car, and this this brings back to uh, mind what is it, The Dark Knight, when uh, Joker's hanging outside the police car, his hair is just kind of flapping through the wind, yeah, uh, slow motion. Yeah. That that was the note that I've got here because we see Nick Cage's matty, bloody, dirty hair just uh, flapping through the breeze here, and they head out back to the the diner where uh, Nick first first walked, and he says, uh, "You know, can we get some pie and?" 
the uh, the waitress says we we don't have pie. What kind of diner? What self respecting diner does not have a piece of pie? Cherry they might pie, as well close up wine. shop. Close up Sh- shop. Shut it down. You, shut you it shouldn't down. be. You shouldn't be open. Um, a- a- any you know state health and safety that go in there and recognize that they don't have a pie. Shut. They should be shutting them down. If not, they should have be had their licenses revoked because they don't know what they're doing. Shut Absolute the hell disgrace. Down. Yeah, shut it down. I think one very important part that we had we had missed earlier on in this movie. When it comes to his love for the pig that makes the scene where he finds out it dying so sad was that he tells Amir that he loves the pig. And he and he also confesses to Amir that it, I don't need the pig to hunt down the truffles. I pay attention to the trees, baby. Trees tell me where the truffles are, not the pig. And that was very key because this whole time we thought that, you know, he needs his pig to hunt down these truffles when that wasn't the case. This was his companion. This was the... the the new love of his life that he has now that his wife isn't is no longer around. And this is, you know, his simple life um, realizing that nothing else matters except for the bond that he has with this pig was the only meaningful thing that he had going on. So I, I, I had recognized, I remember that, that he had mentioned that. And I thought it was so interesting how he mentioned that he knows how to find the truffles based on the trees. Yeah. And probably tasting the dirt like he did in the first, you know, first scene of the movie. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, well, no, he, he, he ate the dirt. If you go back and watch that first scene, he he digs him up with that knife and pops it right in his, right in his gullet. Yeah, th- back to this diner not having freaking pie. They have what the kid brownies, chocolate chip cookies, and and cheesecake. I mean, okay, cheesecake. Yeah, I I can see that, but no pie. I was kind of yeah. Nope. You you the need hell a, a pie. Yeah, and like no muffins. Ooh, either I, lo- I love a good muffin. Yeah, at a good diner too. You need to, like if I if I'm getting a night, you know, some nice little scramby eggs or some nice little over medium eggs with some hash browns. I want a little sweet sweetness going on with that. And yeah. that's a blueberry muffin with some good butter. It has to mm. have the right amount of blueberries too. It could be a banana nut muffin as well, chocolate chip muffin, fine. But I want a muffin, Pre- you know, if if or maybe some pie, you know. But but they don't have either on the menu, so it's a disgrace. Shut that place down. Yeah. The hell out of here! Um, so now we are are done with uh, done with because they, they they end up getting a brownie and a cup of coffee. I, I'm th- this right here almost almost killed the mood for me right right now. Um, so now we're we're outside the uh, the restaurant outside the diner, and he says, "No, you know, I, th- I think I'm just going to walk home." And so he starts walking back to the uh, to the cabin, back up the road, and we kind of close on how we opened up the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Him standing in the river, uh, digging in the dirt, looking for some truffles, and uh, and roll credits. Well, and we also get with eight minutes left in this movie, fine. Or it says eight minutes left in the movie, but it was, it was more like maybe like two or three. But he finally takes a shower. He cleans. It, they finally show him cleaning off his face in the river. Finally cleaning himself off. And I was like this. And then I, the last note that I wrote down here was that this is his, uh, his annual bath. <laughs> and before the credits, he finally does put the, the tape in the, uh, the boom box and listens to the whole thing. So yes, yeah. he does. So and other- that, and that kind of breaks, uh, breaks down the, uh, the movie pig. Wow. What a, just a movie where you, I've never had a movie where I have I've I thought the expectations were so set in stone in the beginning and just didn't turn out to what I thought it would be throughout the entire movie. Right. Like all just all of it was just wild. And the fact that he didn't shower and he's just going around crazy bloodied was just absolutely insane. Yeah. So I have, like I have two I said, more one, No, go, go ahead. Cut I, me off. Say, I have two more I have two more pig facts here for us. 
Uh, pigs are ranked the fifth smartest animal. They're very intelligent. They learn their name typically within about two weeks. And they're much, 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 much smarter pets than dogs. And the last thing that I had written down because I thought it was cute was that mother pigs sing little lullabies to their pig babies. Really? Would you look at that? Yeah, how about, how about that? that? Huh? What, yeah. So what, what are the uh, the four animals that are smarter than pigs? No idea. You you know, look, oh, I, man. I, I Wait, waste I, opportunity. I, I guess I should have looked into it, but I was like, you know what? I'll settle. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, be okay with the fact that they, um, they have excellent – that they're just the fifth ranked. I was like, I'll take it. Hmm. I have another one here that they're they excellent sense of direction. They're navigators, much like Nicolas Cage himself on a bicycle. They can travel long distances and reach up to 11 miles per hour running. Wow. 11. 11. Wow. That's Yeah, that's, that's some booking speed. It. Yeah. That's booking it. It's that 40 time. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at the... Uh... The, the four that are ahead of it? Yeah. Oh, man. Um... Okay, one I'm gonna get or one I'm gonna guess is a squid. I feel like a squid or an octopus would be in there. Just something to me octopus is there. Okay, octopi, octopi. Okay, um, a dolphin. Dolphin is on this list. Uh, okay, so I got two. Wow. Let's see what else. I'm trying to think of a- animals' head sizes. So maybe whales, maybe like a humpback whale. Not on the a, list. Not on the list. Okay, bears. Like a not on the list. Bit, not on the list. Damn it. Lions. Not on the list. Not on the list. Shit. Okay. I, I, that's, is that how many strikes do I got right there? Is that three? Is I mean, that that's that, that's three strikes. You, you kind of have a foul tip there. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll so I'll go. Let's go one more uh, just to, to see if I can get sharks like great whites. Not on the list. So chimpanzees no. on the list. Oh. Elephants also on the list. And the one that I did not see coming at all, crows. Huh. On the list. How many, dumb, how, how many dumb birds there are. That's right. The crows, crows are very smart. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. You learned something new every new here on cinema. Yeah. There we so go. We're, we're going to get into some, uh, some trivia. So in a, uh, an after film Q and a director, Michael Sarnowski revealed the pig only had three days of training and bit Nicholas cage multiple times after a particularly nasty bite cage jokes. I've been set on fire. I've been flipped in cars, but it'll be septus from a pig bite that kills me. That's the infection that I was talking about earlier. Wow. Comes back full circle. Yeah, I thought he was gonna have gangrene, and he thought he was gonna get septic. <laughs> uh, the budget was so small they could not hire a trained pig. But this kind of goes to how smart the pigs are that they could train him in in three freaking days uh, for probably about a day and a half, two days of shooting. Incredible. How about that? Yeah, yeah. The original cut of this movie was was just over two hours, and nearly uh, nearly an hour was cut from the movie as distributors thought it was going to be too long. Wow, uh, so there's uh, even more. In, I thought this was a long movie, even though it wasn't a long movie. Yeah, an hour and a half. This one just kind of flew by. Yeah. Yeah. But they were, they, they were able to get a lot in there. We went from yeah. place to place, like real quick. Yep. Uh, according to director Michael Sarnowski, he only had 20 days to make the movie. So all the actors had to get everything right the first time, and there was no budget for reshoots or delays. Crazy. So they, they, they were one take Charlie in this whole, this whole film. And they're ass off at certain points too. Doing oh, a really good job for sure. Hit hit me with some more trivia beep. When the main characters walk through a Portland restaurant on their way to find the underground passageway, passageway, they're actually walking through Huber's 
Portland's oldest restaurant and bar established in 1879. The owner, James Louie, whose family has run Huber since 1912, was used an extra and can be seen standing next to one of the tables wearing a suit in the background as the characters walk through. Shout out, is it Huey or Louie? Uh, Louie. Shout out Louie. Yeah. What else we got, Beep? Adam Arkin played a master chef living in the wilderness in the sh- uh, television show Northern Exposure. Kind of tying huh. it all together. And last one here, uh, former President Barack Obama's 14 favorite films of the year from 2021 include Pig. Huh. Yeah. Thanks, Honestly, Obama. I, I don't know what movies that I saw that came out in 2021, but if if I were to, if I had to see 14 of them, I would say that this one would have been in there too. We're going to get into our ranking here of the movie Pig. And just to kind of recap uh, our ranking system, we have Yeah. I'd watch it again. Absolutely. I, I'll watch it, you know, every single time it's on. Meh. You know, once is probably enough. I, I might watch it just to kind of see where we're at. Or feh. Get out of here. Never get, never going to watch it again. Worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, so, pal, hit me with it. What do you got? You're going to send a yeah from me on this one, Beep. This is definitely a movie I could see myself watching again. Maybe, you know, if if I'm sitting down with a friend who hasn't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen Pig? I think you really enjoyed this. You know, some, you know, if I know somebody who's really into some kind of obscure films or kind of some nuanced, you know, movies that, that, that like a, a good adventure that kind of takes a twist for you and takes you for a ride. So it's a sin of yeah for me. And I'm going to make this a clean sweep here. This is a yeah for me. Um, when I first saw the trailer, like I said, I thought this was going to be a horror film and it completely flipped the script on me. Uh, I will absolutely watch this again and I may actually get Mrs. Beep to watch this as well. Um, she hates Nick Cage, which, you know, take it or leave it, but she is a, a huge foodie and, and is actually a, an amazing chef. She cooks the hell out of some food. So I think that she may kind of enjoy this one, but yeah, that that's going to do it for us here tonight on Lower After Hours Presents Cinema. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking us out. And where where pal where, where can we find you? At where to Waco on Twitter. At where to Waco's on Instagram. Uh, you'll see me as Pal Crisol on Twitter, and you can also hear me on at Cutthroatcast. Getting all the plugs in there. And all this the is plugs. at Deep Count on Twitter. You can find me right there at Deep Count. Again, thanks a lot for listening, and we will catch you next time. listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. 